0: Welcome everyone to the Developing Successful Farmer podcast run by Penn State Extension. We are in our fourth season and delighted today to have a very unique situation here. We have Tuckaway Tree Farms. They're going to talk to us about their farming. They are new and beginning farmers, so just about two years into the process. But first, I'd like to introduce Lynn Kime, who will be kind of running the question points for us today. Lynn is a senior extension associate with Penn State Extension. He's our resident um, economist. He has written extensively on alternative ag. Um, if you were to read almost any publication today from Penn State, Lynn probably had some kind of finger in it as far as putting together operational budgets or um uh, production types and risk management types of publications. So Lynn, I am thrilled to hand the microphone over to you so that you can tell us about our farmers today.
1: Uh, Thank you, Annie. Uh, As you said, we have Ashley and Larry from Tuckaway Tree Farms. So if Ashley and Larry, if you would not mind introducing yourselves, yourselves, and for starters, just Please tell us a bit about your operation, uh, where where you're located. Um, I understand you did not get started in the traditional way. This farm was not passed down to you. So tell us what your your motivation was, or how you got started into this farm. Sure.
2: So. To get started, we are mainly a choose-and-cut Christmas tree farm. We're located in McAlevey's Pennsylvania. We're about halfway between Huntington and State College. Um, we mainly grow Christmas trees, but we also grow, um, start growing some landscaping trees and pumpkins as well. Um, and like you said, we um, are we don't have a background in agriculture. We, um, we actually fell in love with the property first, and, and that's really what led us to be Christmas tree farmers. Um, we, we stumbled across this property when we were looking at wedding venues. We got married about a mile as the crow flies from our, from our farm, and we just fell in love with it. And we kept talking about it at family holiday dinners and found out that my grandfather knew the owner of the property, and he was interested in selling it. Um, it took how many years
3: took three years of reminding her grandfather um, that we'd actually like to meet the gentleman that owned the farm. Um, so in 2016, we did look at the farm for the first time and met with him. And unfortunately, it, it didn't work out at that time. We were kicking the ball forward kind of all summer long, and it just didn't work. Um, but it was always on the back of our minds. The background on my phone was a picture from that day for all those years. And then in 2019, it kind of came back around full circle. We had been customers since then. We were getting our tree here. Even though we lived in Pittsburgh, we would still drive out here for the holidays, and we would get our tree for the ride home. Then um, we saw it again in 2019, and we just couldn't let it go. So we called Bob, the previous owner, and I would leave a message because the number was disconnected, but I had a second number where I left him voicemail and said, you said we were crazy. Um, we met you a few years ago, but I think we're the right kind of crazy to take this on. And here we are.
1: Good, good. Um, so what, what was the easiest part of getting started?
2: So I think for us, one of the easiest things was that the previous owner actually lived on the property next door, and he has um, stayed involved in teaching us, especially during our first year, a lot of the, the ropes of Christmas tree farming. Um, that That's definitely been beneficial, especially coming from not having an ag background at all or, or much of a tree background, to have that, that person and that resource right next door.
3: And also, one of the greater things for us is it was an existing tree farm. Um, what pushed us away in 2016 was, asking the question when the last time he had planted trees, which at that point was about five years, and we were trying to bridge that gap and maintain the goodwill of the business, and we couldn't find a good solution to it at that point. But he had started planting again prior to us purchasing it this time around. Um, So having some trees in the ground, some system already started, I think, obviously helps because while we don't have trees ready for market, we at least have something to start working on from day one and seeing what we're working toward a little bit.
1: Okay, it's always good to have that mentor that uh, can help you out um, or that you can at least go to and ask questions of, it, that, that mentor that can really kind of guide you and, and help you uh, keep on the right path. Um, so what are some of the most difficult parts?
3: I think the biggest thing is the time frame for our crops. The farmer down the road laughed at me all the time. He said, I don't know why you chose trees. I saw my corn every year. Um, but I think that's difficult budgeting for that time frame, obviously, you know, expecting a return and just all the different factors that come up from point A to point B with that. So our biggest issues are the pest and disease management, Um, different insects, funguses, things like that, weed control. Um, And that's things we learn and things that change um, based on the weather, based on various circumstances. So I think that's the most difficult aspect of it, Um, time frame for our crop and just learning all the pests and diseases.
2: I don't know if everyone knows that from, from the time that we plant a Christmas tree transplant, it's about six to eight years to market. So um, it, it, it is a longer term investment. And then we are pruning, caring for, managing those trees um, along the way. And, and when we get the transplants, they're already three to four years old. So it definitely is a long time from seed until you get your Christmas tree to take home.
1: Yeah, that's, that's one of the things with a perennial crop, and a per, especially a perennial horticultural crop, is that uh, just because you plant it this year doesn't mean you harvest it this year. So, um, yeah, yeah, the guy that that's uh, grows the corn, he, he's right. He, he only harvests his crop about one month out of the year, but he can sell it year-round, where you have about a month and a half to harvest and sell your crop. So that is a... It is a drawback to, to your operation. Um, so what what's one of the things you like best about being a tree farmer?
3: I think the greatest thing that I enjoy a lot is obviously where we work, walking out our door um, to go to work. Um, we fell in love with the property first and being able to hopefully make an income from it. Um, that's the plan. Um, is pretty special to us. And I like the different hats that I wear throughout the day. No day is the same, um, from using equipment, you know, planting, mowing, working on the fields, um, to fixing things, building things to make it work, um, inventing things just to get the work done. Um, to today's a rainy day. We get to do things like this, but it actually made us sit down and do some office work and catch up, um, So no two days are the same. So I enjoy that, and we get to do it together.
2: And I think one of the the big things for us is uh, we love being outside, working together, the farming aspect. But with with our crops, looking at Christmas trees and pumpkins, we're able to pull in our community. Um, We had an autumn fest last year where we had about 20 vendors come out. A lot of different members of the surrounding communities came to support us. We're looking forward to having more activities in the fall and winter season this year and just really having a chance to be a part of family traditions and, you know, just, just be more active members in our local area.
1: Good. You, you mentioned, um, and, and we did provide you with uh, questions ahead of time, and I'm going to deviate from that if you don't mind um you mentioned that you're starting to grow some landscaping trees and what what's your production method and harvest method for the landscaping and do you do any like uh, bag and, or bald and burlap uh, Christmas trees at all or or are they just strictly cut and sell and and what's your production method for the uh, for the uh, landscaping trees because there are several types of, of yeah, methods of producing that type of tree also?
3: Yes, everything we've done is field grown, so we haven't done any container production. Um, we did just throw a couple transplants in pots last night that we had left over, so that's a little bit false, um, but pretty much we are field grown trees, um, and yes, they will be bald and burlap. We to have tree spades, we dig them. Um, some of our evergreens we will dig as well. We've had some already that we're ready to go, that we've sold. So um, yes, we do have the capability to dig our other trees as well. However, we will primarily be a choose and cut farm because I don't think we have the acreage to sustain as much of that bald and burlap production.
1: Okay, um, thank you. What what advice would you give uh, for someone that wants to get started First, in in just a general, in general agriculture, and and second, what advice would you give somebody if they wanted to start their own tree farm?
3: I think general agriculture, I think um, 100% go for it. I think we need more people to preserve our land and our farmland and take care of it. Um, Don't be afraid to take risks. And like you said, Lynn, you know, find mentors, There are so many people that have helped us along the way um, and so many that want to continue to help us. Um, And another thing, you know, I think failure is an option. Um, Take risks, experiment with different things, and you're going to learn from the mistakes you make along the way far more than not trying. Um, We kind of dove into several different things. We tried to get as much information as possible. We definitely made mistakes Um, what we've learned from them, and in two years, I think we've really come a long way with what we know and what we're starting to produce.
2: And I think that getting involved with with a lot of the local associations, we connect with other local tree farmers, and, and everyone has been very helpful. They're willing to share their knowledge they're willing to spend time and talk about it. Um, we've had a lot of conversations, visited other farms, had them come visit us. But I think don't be afraid to ask. Um, and, and if you are starting a tree farm, I think that you have to have a plan for it to be a longer-term project and investment because there is that, if you're starting from scratch, there is that time frame of planting your trees until they're ready for harvest.
3: The best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. Um, and it seems with the market, the way it is, a lot of people are jumping into the industry right now. Um, we're members of various groups and there are, seems like almost daily new people saying, Hey, we just bought land. We're thinking about putting trees, but everybody says, congratulations. It's not, Oh no, there's more people jumping into the marketplace. It's, we need more people to plant more trees. Um, it helps us. It keeps us from having trees from overseas, um,
2: Yeah, I think that we're not competing with other Christmas tree farmers, so to speak. We only have, we have a certain amount of Christmas trees. What are, in the Christmas tree industry, the competition is more artificial trees. So really, I think there is that community and collaboration and and willingness to work together.
3: Yeah, and people are there to help. They're saying, one, go to your extension office. Two, do your soil test, see what works well. And three, go to all your grower meetings, ask questions because there are people to help you. Okay. So in a nutshell, start a tree farm, do it.
1: <laughs> well, that's pretty good advice. Um, in, in my previous life, I was a fruit grower, so I completely understand that planting a tree and waiting for uh, quite a few years before you have a return from it. and uh, it, It's not easy sitting there just watching them grow, and then the worst part of it is they grow, and you go out and cut some off every sa- every summer to, to trim them and shape them. So, um you know it sounds counterintuitive but that's part of the process and uh right. so it is you know i i agree with you if, if somebody wants to get started in agriculture go for it um it's it's not an easy life uh but it's a very fulfilling and rewarding life so is there any other comments you you would have in in uh in passing or at, to end this
2: Um, I just would, would say if anyone has any questions for us, we'd always be happy to connect um, and have anyone reach out. We, um, I don't know if it's okay to say, but our website dot TuckawayTreeFarm.com, and we would welcome any anyone to reach out, and we'd be happy to show anyone around the farm or answer any questions.
0: Lynn, I'm not too far from Tuckaway Tree Farm, so I'm already writing down in my date book where to get my Christmas tree next year. So <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so
3: thank, oh, you you,
0: like <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for your time today um, we really appreciate uh, your unique take um, we would love to see more people like you get started in farming and i don't know about you lynn but i th- i just feel good about this operation and i think you're going to do really well
3: thank you